Being a Better Man, episode 230. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herigstad. Hey everybody, welcome to Being a Better Man. My name is Alf Herigstad. I'm your host and fellow man in the trenches. That's why I made this podcast, to invite other guys to join me on this journey of perpetual improvement, where the goal is just being a better man today than we were yesterday, and then keep doing that every day. As I predicted a few weeks ago, the summer schedule has been a little tough. I have not been doing three episodes a week like many of you are used to, There was no Monday or Wednesday episode this week, for example. Summers are always busy up here in the Pacific Northwest, but this summer has been particularly so for me. I got a lot going on. What I can guarantee is that you will be able to count on the Friday episodes every week. As the weather changes heading into September, I suspect things will return to normal, though. Now, because this is a Friday episode, I am honor-bound to tell you about the sponsor of this show, a company called Stumptown Kilts. When a lot of people think of kilts, they imagine plaid garments worn by men toting bagpipes and marching in a funeral or something. While those are definitely traditional tartan kilts, that's not what I'm talking about. Stumptown Kilts makes modern kilts for the contemporary man and woman. They are garments of comfort, designed with style and function in mind, and suitable for everyday use. I own three of these kilts, and I have done literally everything wearing them, from the dirty jobs to the fancy events. They are durable and comfortable in the dirt, and they look fantastic when you're wanting to get noticed at a social event. These kilts have several innovative features that their competitors do not possess, like the adjustable sizes and snap-on accessories, for example. They come in a variety of colors, and even the rivets have options. You can get brass, gunmetal, or chrome rivets. If you have ever thought of owning a kilt, or if you have an old dusty kilt you never wear because it doesn't fit quite right anymore, or it's too much trouble making it hang right, or you have to iron it, then a kilt from Stumptown is the only kilt you should consider. Listeners of this program can get a substantial discount simply by going to StumptownKilts.com and entering the code BETTERMAN at checkout. All lowercase, all one word, better man. Do that and you will receive your special discount. Do yourself a favor and check out Stumptown Kilts today. Okay guys, today I want to talk about an aspect of fatherhood. A lot of the things we talk about here can apply equally to anyone, if we're honest. Many of the topics we deal with have to do with human character, and people who are not a man can also get something out of it as well. That's why we have so many non-man listeners, and I welcome them. However, there are some things that are specific to being a man, and fatherhood is one of them. 
within the realm of fatherhood, there is an aspect of it, a phenomenon that is relatively new in human life and specific to the modern times we're living in. What I'm talking about is when men are involuntarily separated from their children as a direct result of relationship failure with the mother. This can be a touchy, emotionally charged topic, but it's also a fact of modern life, and I feel like I need to talk about it a little bit. This is something I have dealt with personally in my life. Many, many men I know have also dealt with it. My own son is dealing with it right now, and I just got a letter from a longtime listener named Tom where he told me about the struggles he's going through regarding access to his children. It's a real thing, a heart-wrenching thing, and as men, we really need to think about it from every angle. In my opinion, the highest calling any man has in life, the most profound, prestigious, important position he will ever hold is that of a father. Becoming a father is a man's best opportunity to influence the future, to leave a legacy, to alter humanity in some way by passing on what he has become and lessons he has learned to the next generation. Sadly, there are many men who do not give fatherhood the weight it deserves. There are men who create children and then spend the rest of their life avoiding their responsibilities. I'll never understand that. It's tragic. I can't imagine why a man would give up the best part of what being a man is when he chooses not to be a father to his children. I can only assume that it's because many of those men did not have the benefit of a father in their own life. They were not raised with that example and therefore have no real idea of what they're missing out on. Whatever the case, this tragic fact makes it even more important that good men do their best when it comes to being a father. Like I said earlier, men being denied access to their children is a relatively new phenomenon in human life. Even a hundred years ago, society was much different. Men were largely in charge of everything. It was truly a man's world, and if a man wanted his children with him, then that is what would happen. Women did not have the support of the courts, and in most cases, they were financially dependent on men for their survival. To be clear, that was not a good thing either. Inequity is inequity, no matter how it is apportioned. And motherhood is equally as important to a child's life as fatherhood is. The inequity women have suffered at the hands of men goes back to the beginning of time. We men have only been experiencing this in recent history. The issue, though, is not who has suffered the most or what gender has been treated unfairly. The issue is, and should always be, the welfare of the children. When a parent who loves and cares for their child, is denied access to that child, it is the child who suffers most. So here we are now, in a world where both fathers and mothers play spiteful, vindictive games of revenge and power struggles 
at the expense of our next generation. Children are treated like commodities or possessions rather than as human beings who crave and need a balanced life and the love of both of their parents. It's a sad state of affairs. It's gradually getting better in some places. The rights of fathers are being recognized on a larger scale than when I went through it 25 years ago, but we still have a long way to go. In the meantime, there are men and children suffering the pain of forced separation. Some men who feel the weight and hopelessness of it just throw up their hands and quit trying. Others resort to violence born of frustration. Neither of these reactions helps the child. I don't intend to paint women as the only offenders here. I know of women who are also experiencing this because the father is wielding financial superiority and denying access to the mother. It is equally unfortunate, regardless of which parent the children are being denied. However, I believe that this happens with greater frequency to men these days. I have often seen children being used as pawns, tools to manipulate the behavior of their fathers, or simply used to make their fathers suffer emotionally as compensation for a perceived injustice the mother has suffered. It's all bad. It's all wrong. And the ones who suffer the most are always the children. Now, I'm going to share some basic advice for men in this situation. This is not legal advice. It's just my opinion. This is advice gained from my own experience and also from the experience of other men I have witnessed go through it. First, just some common sense. Take care not to become a father in the first place if you're not ready. If you're not in love with a woman and you can't see yourself sharing your entire life with her for crying out loud, take some precautions not to create a child. It isn't rocket science. Be the master of your own biology, not a victim of it. If you do happen to father a child with a woman you don't love or cannot live with, what do you do? You be the best father you can. That's what. The consequence of your lack of precaution is that you are no longer the most important thing in your life. Your child is. Moving forward, you must consider the welfare of this child first before you do anything. Regardless of the mother's actions, this is your obligation as a man. Pay whatever child support is ordered that you pay without complaining. Even if you're denied access. You see, guys, you're not paying for access with child support. You are paying for the upkeep of a life that you helped create. I lived in a semi-truck for three years because I couldn't afford to live in a house because of child support. It's just what I had to do in order to provide for my children. When you become a father, you come second. Never quit attempting to gain access to your child. This is important. It really is. There are resources for fathers' rights. Just Google it and uh, seek them out and use these resources. Use whatever resources you can 
but never quit. Never quit trying to get access to your child. This will pay off 18 years later when you get to know your child as an adult. They will know that you never quit, and it'll matter to them. Now, this next thing is if you honestly deem the mother of your child to be unfit or lacking in some way, if you chose poorly on who the mother of your children would be, if you sincerely believe that you would be the better parent, then it's your obligation to gain custody of your child. This is what I did. It required a long, bloody, tedious, expensive, and miserable battle in the court system, but I eventually won custody of my children, and it was worth every effort that I made. Some of you might be thinking, holy crap, I can't raise kids alone. I don't know how. What if I screw up? I don't have any idea what I'm doing here. Hey, welcome to being a parent. Just do the best you can every day and love your children and it'll work out. People have been doing it for thousands of years. You will figure it out. Now this is really important. Many dads only see their children four days a month, every other weekend and some holidays. Other dads are blessed with joint custody. Others may only get to talk on the phone with their children. But regardless of how much contact you have, perhaps the most important thing you can do for your children is never, under any circumstance, speak badly about their mother. Even if she is telling them horrible stories about you and trying to make them hate you, as my children's mother did, do not drop to that level. Be bigger than that. Children know they came from their parents. To hear that a parent they came from is bad in some way severely affects that child's self-esteem and self-image. Remember, the most important thing here is the child, not you and your feelings and not their mother. If you get access to your children, make it count. Don't spoil them and buy them things out of guilt. Try hard to be the same dad that you would if you were there with them every day. It's really hard, I know. I struggled with this one myself. I wanted every precious moment to be wonderful and perfect without any conflict. In the process, I overlooked bad behavior and I spoiled them needlessly until I realized I was doing them a disservice. What they needed was a good, consistent, reliable dad not a pal or a best buddy. They needed my best example. They won't always like you, and that's okay, but they should always respect you. Now, it's not always possible. In my case, it was not. <laughs> when possible, though, do your utmost to co-parent with your children's mother, regardless of who has custody Regardless of who she's married to now or who you are married to, your child deserves the influence of both of you. And you cannot put your own petty emotions above that. One of the most important things to remember is this. Your child will become an adult. They will be an adult for much, much longer than they are a child. 
Your basic objective as a parent is to raise them to be good, self-sufficient, contributing members of society. Your secondary objective is to have a mutually rewarding relationship with them as an adult, to continue mentoring them, and to ultimately know and extend influence to your grandchildren. When they become an adult, the court no longer has jurisdiction, so you will have access to your child eventually. Everything you do when they are young, how you conduct yourself, the things you say, and the example you are will come into play here. The quality of your relationship with your adult children relies entirely on the way you behave when they are children. They will come to know everything. It will all be revealed to them eventually. They will see both of their parents for the people and the parents they are. So be the best one you can be, even when it's really, really hard. Being a dad is a grueling marathon, not a sprint. My last bit of advice to anyone who has children is this. From the moment that little person was born, you are no longer Bob or Joe or David. Your name is Dad now. Your name is Dad. It's not just a name, though. It's a title and a position. It's a privilege and a profound responsibility. It is your foremost identity, and you must treat it as such. You owe something to this human that you created, and that is to be a better man today than you were yesterday. And then keep doing that every day. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad, signing out.